Yeah! It's the five tool podcast. That's right, everybody. It's the five tool podcast. We're back kicking it with you live on a Saturday here in beautiful southeastern Wisconsin. Here to talk baseball, here to talk life, here to talk politics and religion. Just kidding. No politics. We're here to hang out. No religion. Talk a little ball. That's what we're about here at the Five Tool Podcast. Let's say hi to everyone. I'm the butcher. I host this shindig here that we call the Five Tool Podcast. And this is my co host, Black Josh. Black Josh, you good? I'm good. And our other co our other co host, Seamus, you good? Seamus? Seamus is not with us today. Where the hell is Seamus, Black Josh? Uh, I think he's on sailboat fuel again. That's always on that sailboat fuel. Uh, Seamus is a over-the-road truck driver as well as a baseball analyst here at the Five Tool Podcast. He's double trouble, and yes, oftentimes he is out and about, even on the weekends, and working hard, keeping this country moving, keeping the sailboats with fuel. So that means we've been doing a segment on every episode, giving his his list of top favorite things it's become a fan favorite segment here at the five tool podcast so we will get to his top three interstate truck stops on wednesday so we're very excited to hear about that but we'll start off the show like we normally do here and get a feel for how everyone's holding up in this covid pandemic world that we're living in today and black josh how are you holding up loving it loving it tell us why uh why wouldn't i other than the shit being closed I fucking love it. Well, everything's starting to open up. It seems like in Wisconsin, bars are open. I think Hobby Lobby's open. I think other stores are going to start opening up I don't think Hobby Lobby opened yet. I think they're doing it really soon, though. I don't think this one opened yet. Not this one? I don't. They said they were going to, but I don't know. Yeah, stuff's opening up left and right. Everything's starting to take a turn for the better, at least in terms of that. Gas prices are going up, so that's a sign of a healthy economy, I guess. Tell you one thing, you won't see me in a bar for at least three months. Yeah, why? Because the COVID or for other reasons? Other reasons. What, what, I, could, what, I could care less about the COVID, right. but we're not going to get into that. For what reason do you not want to go to the Because the people haven't been able to go to the bars for two months. You think there's going to be a lot of overdoses? There's going to be a lot of fucking idiots, plain and simple. Yeah, a lot of people. There's already a lot of idiots at the bar. It's going to be a hundred times worse. Yeah, because everyone's going to be celebrating and they're all going to... You'd think that their tolerances would be a little higher, though, because they've been home drinking at least, right? Yeah, but that's part of that's going to be part of the problem. I'd be like, to, I'd like to be working at some of these bars, and when they open up, you're going to be making a shitload of money. Yeah, you probably get some people decent, been getting their extra six hundred dollars every week. Decent tips, that's for sure. Sitting at home, not spending too much, and yeah, yeah it must be nice. Let me know how that is. <laughs> You'll get your back there. Anyways, um, so in terms of, yeah, and also the biggest, one of the coolest signs that we're looking forward to most here at the Five Tool Podcast is the fact that baseball, uh, Major League Baseball is basically on the horizon. It, it seems like a, it's almost a definite thing that's going to happen, that there's going to be a regular season for baseball of some sort, be it 80, it sounds like it's going to be around 82 games, 14 teams are going to get into the playoffs, it's going to be regional, games only. In terms of even in terms of interleague play, there's going to be a universal DH. These are all things that we know. Just kind of recapping the the way it's going to stand. Yeah, 14 teams in the playoffs. Uh, World Series possibly in November, maybe stretching into December based on how the schedule turns out. 
And the timeline is at this point right now. On Tuesday, the Players Union has received the proposal from Major League Baseball, and they're going over it right now. And the perceived holdup in the, in the negotiations right now for this, this season that they're trying to get underway is more than likely the money aspect um, and the safety. A lot of these players are, are speaking out and they're saying, number one, they don't want to play for less than they feel like they're valued. And, it, and that starts out with the fact that a proposal was agreed upon between Major League Baseball Players Association and the owners in Major League Baseball in March where they agreed to take a prorated salary based on the amount of games played. Now the big controversy is that the owners are proposing that because there's going to be no fans at these ballparks throughout at least most of the season, that because of that revenue loss, that they want, they want the players to essentially take even less. And the other aspect, the other perceived holdup right now in the contract negotiations is that many players are, are scared of this virus, Josh. Many of these players are scared that they're, they think they're risking their life and their health and the, the health of their family and their loved ones going out and playing, so they definitely don't want to take a pay cut on that. First, I want to ask you about your thoughts on the health and safety. Do you think these players are right in no. being upset about the safety aspect? No, not at all. Why do you think? You really want to get into this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get into this. I'll look at the death rate. That's all you need to look at. Look at the death rate of the COVID virus and tell me if it's something we should be worried about. So do you think that maybe this is a ploy that the players are kind of using just as, as a way to leverage themselves into not losing more money this season? Yes. Yeah, I do. As much as I hate to say it. There's plenty of players out there who are, you know, just want to play. Because that's what they do. They want to play baseball. They love playing baseball. But these guys, like Blake Snell, for example. We'll get into Blake Snell. I know, but I'm bringing him up because we just watched that stupid video on him. Um, he's, he's in it for the money. That's it. Plain and simple. Clearly. Yeah, Blake Snell. That, and let's get into that, the other side, the financial aspect of this. So I'll just recap again. The issue right now is the revenue split. Okay, so the owners have proposed that the players take the prorated salary plus they want to split up the revenue earned from TV and broadcasting deals. They want to split that money and divvy it up based on whatever they, they feel like is worth giving the players and they want to keep their cuts. So they're going to take money, give players money off the top. And the, the interesting thing is we all know what players make. It's all public knowledge what the players make. In, in all of Major League Baseball, we know everyone's salary. It's all documented, well-documented. You could look it up on Google in three seconds. You could ask Siri or you could ask Google to pull up Bryce Harper's annual salary and his, max, and his contract deal. You can pull up anyone's contract. You can't pull up the revenues for Major League Baseball teams. This has always been classified information, basically. I mean, it's something that they, they have the freedom to release if they want to release their numbers, but no team ever chooses to release their revenue numbers. So that's, that's one of the aspects of this that's really making things cloudy is because why would the players trust these teams that don't give out their, their financial figures? Why would they trust them? Why would they now begin to trust the teams to give out what the teams think is fair and actually have it be a fair amount? So a lot of players are speaking out on this. And me and Black Josh, we just watched the Blake Snell clip. He was on Twitch the other day, yesterday or the day before, 
and he was speaking out on his stance right now and the potential of maybe even not playing this season. As baseball continues to struggle to get off the ground for 2020, players and owners and finances continues to be the number one hurdle being faced in the wake of the COVID pandemic. Blake Snell, the ace of the Tampa Bay Rays, has been especially vocal about this. He said, he said on this Twitch interview we just watched, y'all got to understand, man, for me to, to go, or for me to go and take a pay cut is not happening because the risk is through the roof. It's a shorter season, less pay. I got to get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine, okay? And that's just the way it is for me. Now, granted, I didn't know that Blake Snell sounded like he's, he's like a borderline between a southern hick and a, and a wankster, right? You would yeah. say, like he, he sounds like he's trying to be hood and like he's trying to be young and hip. He sounds like a child. And that's not helping his case. I think he's the wrong person to be going out and speaking on behalf of players because he made himself look like a complete idiot in that interview. He's like sitting there with a headset on looking like he's playing video games or something and saying, I'm not playing unless I get my money. And I've watched other interviews with him. He's never sounded like that as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's like he's been like his brain. I saw him on um, MLB Central, I believe it was, with uh, I think it was... Uh, Lauren Shahadi or whatever the hell her name is. Okay, and they did a shoe, uh, like a shoe thing. Like they went and both designed a shoe for each other. Okay, and that whole time that they were talking, he did not sound normal. He yeah, sounded like a normal person. It was really odd. And like I said, I want to I want to stick with the substance of what he's saying here, and we'll kind of break that down. But it, if if you look at the interview, if you watch the interview, it really just I know that's the last thing these players, this players' union want is Blake Snell to be the guy. Out there talking about this, but but he says, they, there he talks about the safety and the pay. What he's failing to convey in his message is the fact that the deal was already done, and the players' union are fighting for this one unified cause. And Blake Snell's going off saying he's threatening not to play. No, the, no players' union representative has said that they're threatening not to play at this point. Of course, the ultimate worst thing to happen would be we're not going to have a season, and there's going to be players sitting out. But Blake Snell, man, he, he really had a hard t- time conveying what he was trying to say. Other players have been in agreement with Blake Snell, though, and they've backed him up. Trevor Bauer, he's o- always often open to speak on anything and gave his thoughts on Snell's uh, commands or comments. He says, the ask is basically take more risk by getting, more, by getting back sooner and taking less play, pay than we already agreed upon. We've already agreed to take 50% pay cut, and now they're asking us to take another pay cut. So Trevor Bauer did a better job kind of detailing what they're fighting for here, which is, we, we and Snell kind of said it too in the interview, we, we don't want to go down to 25% of our pay if we're paying ha- playing half a season, potentially expanded playoffs and playing, because, I mean, this whole time they're supposed to be, these players are not being paid right now, but yet they're still expected to be working out and staying in tip-top shape. To, so they are working, in essence, for the team at this point. So Bauer goes on. A 50-50 revenue split has never been done in baseball. It's not collectively bargained. It would just be for the season. It doesn't sit well with me. Slightly lighthearted, but I'm going to have to... Tr- but I'm going to have to trust my salary to Rob Manfred marketing the game to make more money for the game. I am out on that. The funny thing about what Trevor Bauer said there is that he, he, he's been very open on his disdain for Rob Manfred. He thinks he's ridiculous. And Mar- Manfred does a poor job of marketing the game. And I think it's kind of funny what Bauer said about 
he's going to have to trust his salary to Rob Bamford? No. And that's another aspect of this, Josh, is that in the game of baseball, you negotiate your salary. It's not like our jobs where we just get paid whatever we we feel like working for. These guys negotiate their salaries. Yep. Um, Nolan Arenado also chimed in. Best third baseman in baseball, and he, he was pretty vocal about this too. He says, when he was talking about Blake Snell's comments, I think he was being honest, just being real. He made a lot of good points. There are some points he made that were true, that are facts. A lot of this is getting misperceived. Trying to get the public to understand us, it's not going to work very well in our favor. And what what Ironado was saying there is, we're at like 24% unemployment right now, something in the in the 20s. And it's that millionaires-billionaires argument right now that's going on between the players' union and and the owners. It's the Owners are billionaires. They own conglomerate businesses, and they're making money hand over foot, and they're just making slightly less money right now. These players, of course, they're making a shitload more money than us, but they're the ones who are sacrificing it on the field. Um, Bryce Harper also decided to weigh in on Snell's comments. Harper said... I love Snell. That's my guy. He's speaking the truth, bro. I ain't mad at him. Somebody's got to say it. At least he manned up and said it. So, Josh, let's break all this down, what the players were saying. What do you, what do you think of Snell's position? The fact that, that he did, he's not willing to pay for less than what was agreed upon in the past. I think it's bullshit. Why is it bullshit? Well, because they're, they have a shorter season, and it is what it is. Like, you're already making a fucking ass load of money. So, I don't understand the problem. Well, the problem is they already agreed upon this one salary and or this, this one negotiation where they're going to make a prorated <coughs> salary based on a, a fraction of what they'd, they'd be missing out on. And Snell and other players, Nolan Arenado, Bryce Harper, Trevor Bauer, they're all agreeing... And saying we don't want to play for that either, and what I mean, how are, how is this going to come to a point of understanding between both sides? It probably won't. You think they're going to hold out? I think they will probably hold out. I think it's going to be hard for them, for people like Snell, who are clearly all about the money, for them to agree to any sort of terms where they're going to lose. 50, 50% or more of their money to play baseball for 80-some-odd games. What do you think the fair number would be? So you're playing an 82-game season, which is okay. one game more than half a season. Do you think that stops at 50%? Or do you think the players could argue for 60? I don't, think it, should, I don't think it should go over 50. What if they're, what if they're playing... Uh, the, in the, what if you're a team that made it all the way to the World Series? Then you're playing another quarter of a season after that. Shouldn't it be 60%? Um, I mean... 70? I don't know. Should teams get bonuses for playing in the postseason? or? Probably. I mean, that'd be kind of fun, actually. Honestly. Probably. It would make a little more incentive for teams to want to win if they could get money for winning. You don't actually win money for winning the World Series. So, it looked like Snell is scheduled, or whatever, tentatively supposed to earn $7 million for the That's 2020 it? season. For a Cy Young winner. Mm-hmm. He must be on a very young in, Well, in March of last year, he signed a five-year, $50 million extension. So $10 million a year. So, so he's finishing off his first deal making seven. So at his prorated salary, he would still make $3.5 million. And that's if 
Yeah, so he'd still make three and a half million to pitch. Maybe he's just mad because he should be making more money because he's a Cy Young winner. <laughs> Maybe that's why he wants to sit out. Because he's like, man, I'm already making shit. Now I'm going to be making half as much as I thought. I already bought that Bentley. What the fuck's going on here? So that means he's still going to make $42,000 if he played every day. But he's not going to yeah, play every that's day. that's the other added thing with Blake Snell. He pitches one every five days. So out of a typically, at best, Blake Snell's pitching 28 games a year, not including postseason, he's going to be... 16. He's, yeah. He's going to be playing in 16 games. That's, yeah, minus the postseason. If he pitches every five days. And minus if he pitches every five days, so he'll at pitch most, 16, 17 games. At most, games. he'll pitch like 23 games. Yeah. He'll be including, in 23 games. Including postseason. And yes, of course, these players work out on their days off. They're working out now. They're not playing and they're not getting paid, but yet they're still trying to keep their bodies in physical condition. Uh, it looks like Blake Snell is just playing video games. <laughs> it does kind of look like Blake Snell. But he's like lanky. He doesn't look like an necessarily an athlete but pitchers i mean oftentimes look at bartolo cologne they don't look like yeah your average athlete top true top of the world at what they do which is fine as long as he can pitch they're not playing him to be an athlete they're not paying him to be a super athlete they're paying him to strike people out and get people out of the plate right so i don't really care what he looks like yeah he's paid for misdirection and off-speed pitches what does the potential of players sitting out mean for an already abbreviated season? So, I guess my question to you, Josh, would be... I'm still going to watch. But how did... If Blake Snell, Bryce Harper, Trevor Bauer, Nolan Arenado, if, like, 20 of the top players in baseball all sit out this season in protest or whatever... Out of the four people you just named, the only one I'd be upset about... Is Arenado. Is Arenado. Okay, so what if Christian Yelich were threatening to sit out right now? I'd still watch. I'd be disappointed, but I'd still watch. But Christian Yelich isn't going to do that. Would that... If, if a bunch of top talent sits out, pitchers, I mean, fielders, good hitters, all-star... If a bunch of all-star caliber players sit out this season, is that going to put an even bigger asterisk for the team that wins it all? I mean, because you're already going to get the asterisk for playing in this weird 2020 Major League Baseball season. So what are you saying, that they should do a double asterisk then? Yeah, I'm just saying, is that going to make it even less glorious to win the World Series if you're playing half a season one and way, a lot one of the best players another, set this, One way or another, whoever wins this World Series is going to be not really count as far as I'm concerned. You think it doesn't count? I wouldn't really count it. What if the Brewers won it? I still wouldn't count it. You'd still say, yeah, we won the World Series, but there'd always be that but. Yeah, there would. There, no matter who wins it, it's always going to be. Yeah, we won the World Series, but we only played eighty-two games. Kind of like with the Expos, like we were the best team in '94, but they canceled the playoffs and there was no World Series. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think either way. So what? Yes, yeah, so what you're saying is either way, even if there's the added cherry on top where the a bunch of top-tier players sit out, it's not going to affect your thoughts on the season too much. No. You're still going to watch. And, is, and if I, and if it's me. If you sit out this season, I'm not fucking paying you. If you choose to sit out, then I'm not paying you. That's Fuck fair. you I and mean, your contract. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the contract is to play ball if you're healthy and able. So they'd have yeah. like fake injuries or something to, one way or another to get out of... Um, Just like if I called my work and I was like, hey, I don't feel like playing because you're going to take half my wages. Because I have a short day. Well, then you're not allowed to work. Yeah, they're going to be like, well, we're not going to pay you if you're not here. Just like everybody else. Yeah, that's. Just, I mean, but that is the difference between sports and, and what we do. These guys do negotiate their own contracts. And I get that, but just like I said on Saturday's show, 
or no, today's Saturday. <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesday. On Wednesday show, these players are already overpaid, as far as I'm concerned. So he's gonna he's gonna make three and a half million dollars. I could I could literally retire off three and a half million. He could he could make three and a half million dollars and throw up a seven fifty ERA. He could he could protest yes. in that way, hurt the team. Yeah, he could just yeah just pitch for shit. But then he's hurting his own future value. No, he won't. You're if you if, yeah you're hurting. He your signed own. he already signed an extension. He's there. So so what if he tanks this year? Yeah, he'll make his guarantee money, but he, he'll hurt his future. If all Blake Snell cares about is making more money, he wants to pitch well to to make more money and get an even. He wants to get a hundred thirty million dollar contract, not this five years fifty. That which is well, yeah, still low for Blake Snell, a Cy Young winner. That's amazing to me. Tampa Bay is genius. That, well, that in was just his team. extension, though. It was yeah, but if he was only making seven extension. million a year before that, yeah, that's, I don't know. That's jack shit. Plus, he was hurt last year for a bunch too, wasn't he? He almost pitched the whole season last year. Wrong, false. He started off, I think, hurt, but he had a decent. I mean, Blake Snell's always turned out. I thought years. he didn't come back till even. I th- he didn't come back till after the All Star break. I thought. Oh yeah, he was on Tommy John. Yeah, he was out for a while. I still, you know, and that's the thing about this Blake Snell interview that we watched, where he made himself kind of look like a goon. Was I really, really like Blake Snell? I did. He's a great as pitcher. A pitcher. Like he's one of my favorite guys to watch. He is a great pitcher. I did not know that he was a wankster. I think that's really funny. And yeah. And like I said, I've never heard him. Excuse me, I've never heard him talk like that. In all the after-game interviews I've ever seen, like I said, that interview on MLB Central, none of it. I've never heard him talk like that and now i i dislike him a little bit yeah it definitely it definitely affects my opinion of blake snell hearing him talk like that sometimes it's better if the guys just keep their mouth shut and in this situation i mean short of his wankster attitude i think blake snell should have kept his mouth shut i think it hurts the players unions and i know credibility i know a lot of people that talk like that but i know a lot of people that talk like that no matter who's around yeah. That's the thing that bothers me. Like, if you change the way you talk around certain people, that's what I don't like. Yeah. And it's, if you're going to talk like it, do it all the time. Or don't do it at all. Yeah, it sounds like you watched that interview with the with the shoes and it sounded like... Yeah, it was like, like a normal person. I'll show you after the show. Well, I guess when you're making that kind of money, you can uh, talk however you want. I, I guess mean, so. If your low end is $3.5 million. Uh, apparently, you can also cry about it, so... Well... He's got his video games to fall back on. Maybe he's really good at that. Maybe he's going to start a career in... I think he won that, though. He he? did. He won the MLB The Show Players Tournament. He's a gamer. That's that's what it is. That's what he's been doing. That's all he's doing. He ain't preparing for this season. Cheetos and Mountain Dew for Blake. Cheetos and... I want some Cheetos. In other news, the MLB is going to hold a virtual draft. This was kind of an, an inevitability. And... Don't care. Just, they're going to follow out... Yeah, the ML... Or the NFL's... Where they did it, it's going to be held over two days, the 10th and 11th of June, over the internet to decide the futures of MLB's next stars. They're going to hold round one on the 10th and then the ensuing four rounds on the 11th. The draft, of course, was shortened to five rounds from 40 this season. Arizona State first baseman Spencer Torkelson and Vanderbilt's Austin Martin, he's a second baseman of the top two prospects in the draft. Torkelson? That's what I got here. That is not a baseball name. Spencer Torkelson. That is not a baseball name. He's the GOAT. (laughs) He's the next Pujols. The Tigers, of course, have the number one pick. The Brewers are picking 20th. 
What position do you think the Brewers are going to draft in this year's I draft? sure as hell hope it ain't an outfielder. <laughs> what do you think they're going to go with? Shortstop? No, they need a first baseman because Brian Braun's not the answer. And maybe, I don't know, maybe a maybe pitcher. Torkel, maybe Torkelson will fall. Though, a pitcher. Point. They need a pitcher. Yeah, I think you go for pitching or middle infield. Possibly third base. If you get like a shortstop third baseman type prospect, that no. might be the way to go. So we'll definitely be breaking down the five rounds of the Brewers draft here on the Five Tool Podcast. It'll be a hell of a lot easier than most drafts because oh, there's goody. only going to be five guys to talk about. We can do a whole show on it. I'm super excited. That's going to be an excellent show. Um, in other news, right now is when we usually do Seamus' top three roadside truck stops. But we'll pass on that. Today, there was a couple other things I wanted to get to that I didn't write down. What was the thing you wanted to remind me of, Black Josh? I don't know. Pumped in crowd noise. Pumped in crowd noise, Joe yeah. Buck says that the NFL... Oh, my God. And possibly... Well, he said in Fox broadcast, that could include baseball, that they're going to include pumped in crowd noises, and when they're doing shots of the stadiums, they're going to pump... They're going to have virtual fans in the stadiums. Black Josh, what do you think about the pumped in crowd noises? Dumb. Dumb. Why is it dumb? I don't know. I don't think it's going to help or hurt anybody, really, but... Do you think it would be weird watching an NFL game without any sound from a crowd? No. You don't think it would be weird? It, it, well, okay. I'll rephrase that. It would definitely be a little weird, but I think it'd be weirder hearing crowd noises with there, no being, with there being no crowd. No, the, only thing, the only analogy I can make to this to, to try to, like understand how this might be be viewed is like when you're watching those awful sitcoms big bang theory two and a half men uh, how i met your mother friends the the laugh track you know there's no one there you know there's no crowd but they got this fake laugh not track. necessarily but more often than not there's no crowd there a lot of times they do record those in front of a live, live audience. But a lot of times they don't, and there's a fake laugh track, and a lot of sitcoms, there's a fake laugh track. So that's that's the only th- like analogy I can make that that's, that would remind me of what the NFL and possible, well, at least Fox is trying to do here. I, I, don't, I, I don't like it. I think the, the crowd noise is something I could get over, and I, I don't really think would be too weird, but I think the, the animated fake fans in the stands, I think that's kind of pushing it too far. I think if they're going to do it, then they need to do holographic fans. Hologra- that's, holographic That's what it sounds fans. like they might be doing. If they can, if you're telling me that we can do holographic concerts. Tupac. Yep, Michael Jackson had one too, I'm pretty sure. I think there's one that's always there in uh, and, Las Vegas. Yeah, so why don't you just holographically project some fucking fans in the stands. They can pretend to catch home runs, whatever you want to do. I don't think that they're going to do holograms, but... I know. They're going to do... But they're going to put, like, digital... You know, like, they do the fucking robot on Fox. I don't understand why they can't just not have fans and just leave it alone. So one one thing that I've heard about how the, how the UFC's been perceived You is, know what they should do? We're not going to get started on the UFC, because we can go another 45 minutes on that, but I think... That they should just mic up every player and I think, have no fans in the stands. See, I actually think that's why they're, they want to put in some ambient noise during the game is because I don't think they want viewers at home I hearing do. live. I want to hear it. I want to hear it too, but I think... I want to hear the pitcher say, son of a bitch, when he fucking gives up a dinger. Yeah, of course we want to hear that. But I, I want to hear Chase Anderson say that 
75 times in this season because he's going to give up 75 dingers. <laughs> 75 He's going to break the half-season record. He's going to break every record. But yeah, that's actually the thing that I've been hearing about the UFC that, that people have liked is being able to hear what's going on in the mats. And also the commentators are able to be heard by the fighters, and I heard that in, in Saturday's event that the fighters were actually listening to the commentators and changing their, their plan of attack based on what they were hearing the commentators saying, which is super interesting. I don't, Pathetic. I don't think that the NFL players would be able to hear Joe Buck and, and the MLB players would be able to hear John Smoltz and um, Brian Anderson. Nope. But I think I get over the, the crowd noise. I think I could be fine with it. I think I don't really care too much. I think it, uh, it's, it's not going to persuade me to watch or not watch, I'll tell you that. Yeah, the only thing that will persuade me to watch and not watch is if there's no games. Yes. If there's no games, I'm not watching because I'm going to watch regardless. Yep. And I think I, I'm all down for the interesting element of not having any crowd noise, but it sounds like it's going to happen, at least for Fox broadcasts. I'm sure the others will follow suit. I really want them to mic up every player. Yeah, I think that would be dope. I, I want to hear the conversations these players have while they're standing on bases next to each other. I want to hear dugout conversations. Like, that was the most entertaining part about going on to spring training for me was watching the guys just be guys and act like, you know, kids playing the game again. That, that's fun. And being able to hear them joke with each other and talk shit to the other team. Yeah, and I want them to Google Translate it for us. <laughs> yeah, because all the... All the foreign-born players. Yeah. Well, they should have to learn to speak English anyways, right? No. No. No, they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. Well, I only have one more thing I wanted to get to today. What is it? Aaron Rodgers. You ever hear of him? No. Who is he? He may not retire a Packer. Meh. The ever-growing idea that Rodgers will play his whole career in Green Bay is becoming less and less of a reality. Rodgers said recently in... It was like a 40-minute um, talk that he was giving... I think this was more of a surprise. I think it was more the surprise of the pick, based on my own feelings of wanting to play into my forties, and really the realization that it does change the controllables a little bit. Because I feel confident in my abilities and what I can accomplish and what we can accomplish, there are some factors that are out of my control. It sounds so. Basically, what I've been hearing is that he's he's down to help Jordan Love. He's not going to try to hurt the guy or go out of his way to avoid him with helping him, but. It's sounding more and more like Rodgers is accepting the fact that Green Bay might be trying to move on from him and that... Or maybe people are freaking out over nothing. Maybe they're going to use him as a trade pawn. Not Rodgers. Talking about this love guy. Maybe, but I mean, it sounds like even Rodgers has, is resigned now to the fact that it may, it may happen. He wants to play into his 40s. The Packers don't want to have another 40-year-old quarterback on their, on their roster. How do you know? Do you talk to him? Yeah. Did they tell you this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, what do you think that means for the Packers? If in two years Rodgers gets traded or goes elsewhere in free agency? I don't know, because I've never seen this guy play. I don't watch college football. What does it mean for Rodgers? What do you think he has a better chance of winning a Super Bowl here or elsewhere? Mm, that is a tough question. Do you see the Packers winning the Super Bowl in the next five years without Aaron Rodgers? Without Aaron Rodgers? Correct. No. With Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Anytime you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, you have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Plain and simple. Three years. Mm, maybe. Their defense kind of stepped up last year. They had a couple. Not the run defense late in the no. season. Excluding the San Francisco game. Is that both of them? No, because the one 
Only one of them they ran all over us. The other, other one they passed all over us. Well, they did both in that first game all over us. We couldn't stop anything. But excluding those two, the defense stepped up pretty, pretty good. And you can't deny that. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to leave Green Bay in two years. I think we'll have two seasons with him. I think Jordan Love is going to leave Green Bay before Aaron Rodgers. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. Yeah, I think, we're, I think he's going to leave in the next two years. I think we'll make the playoffs the next two years. I think we'll have heartbreaking losses once again, probably in both of those seasons. Rodgers is going to go elsewhere, and I don't think he'll win another Super Bowl. I don't think he's going anywhere. He's there for another five years. All right. How old is he? 36? 36, yeah. Yeah, he'll be there till he's 40. Unless unless he just completely just... Bottoms out. Bottoms out. It, unless he turns into Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler's the go. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah, it's smoking. They might as well just let him play while he was smoking. He's like sure. right on the field. Yeah. He probably would have been better. He probably would have been better. Good All right. Old, good old smoking Jay. Smoking Jay. Well, five tool podcast with that. We enjoyed talking today. A little bit of a shorter show. We're gonna be doing. We're gonna be fluctuating our times a little bit here and there, having fun with it, just casually enjoying doing these shows until we get some more baseball to talk about, and we'll keep bringing you goofy topics. We'll keep. Maybe that's who that girl's jersey was. Who's Charles that? Tillman. Could be ads. Yeah, probably Tillman. All right, with that, five tool podcast. We're out. Don't widen the plate.